So hello and welcome to the Southcast end of season review for 2017-2018 and once again as last year we're joined by some guests this year aren't we Ollie? So yeah welcome to you as a first point of call Ollie. Hey Glenn, how are you doing? It's good. Yeah nice to actually be in a room with you again it doesn't happen very often on the Southcast. So, once um, a year. Yeah once a year it's enough and your wedding as well this year Ollie sort of made it twice We didn't we? record a pod then though. No we didn't. Um, and yeah this year we're joined by a regular guest Mike Price who's been on a few times this season. Hello. And we're joined by Mark Elliott from Radio Shropshire. Hello. And we're joined, uh, last but not least, Lewis Cox from Shropshire Star, who has lent us a room to record in. So we're very thankful, Lewis. Hi, all. No <laughs> thank you very much. Not me personally. It's not my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at, we're at, we should say thank you to Shropshire Star, really, as, as a first point of call for lending us a, a room to record in. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, nice of them. So, um, yeah, I suppose the first thing to say is it's going to be a lot more positive than last season, isn't it, guys? Ish. Ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you get to the end of the podcast, then it might get a bit negative. It's like a really nice story until you get to the last chapter. Yeah. You had a, you had a good way of describing it, Mark. What did, what you describe this season as? What what did I describe it as? Something about a lady. Oh yes, that's what it is like being left for a better looking bloke, isn't oh, it? Sadly, yeah. sadly, it, is. it was but nice um, while it lasted. You know about that, Mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the better looking well. bloke. No, oh right. Unfortunately, not. There's a reason I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, uh, you know, until we get to the very end, where it all went a little bit sour, shall we say? Um, yeah, we obviously had an exciting uh, and unbelievable season. So we, we've kind of had a chat, me and Ollie, before we recorded the podcast and thought about how we could sort of split this season down, didn't we? And we came up with sort of a few little uh, sections, really. So we're going to run through each of these, but just to set them out early, we had the pre-season excitement and the build-up to the season. Um, we had the early season unbeaten start in the league, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, then we hit the sort of first bumps in the road. Um, and then we sort of hung in there a little bit and, and progressed in the cups and sort of st- stuck at it. And then we entered the three-way battle with, obviously, Blackburn and Wigan. Um, then there was the end of the dream, as I've described it, or it could have been dreams if you include the Czech trade. And then, obviously, we're going to cover the playoffs and uh, that one step too many. So, um, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys listening to some, some reminiscences of a fantastic season. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get straight into it. So we'll start with the sort of pre-season build-up and, and what I've termed excitement because it was actually a, a very good pre-season when you look at it, um, you know, looking back sort of eight months later. But um, yeah, we'll start with you, Lewis, really, because you were just we were just talking off off air, really, there about pre-season expectations. And your first point was trying to reminisce back to last season. What did you have to say? Yeah, well, sitting in that room at Shropshire Homes yeah. last summer on a sunny weekend, if any of us would have, you know, even Dare to hinted <laughs> hinted that. Anything like that could have, like the season could have happened, would have just laughed in each other's face. Yeah. When you actually think, you try and put yourself in the position of last summer and think about what it was like, and I don't know if we could listen back, see what we all may might have said. You know, I I think I even remember what my prediction was, or my expectation, or hope even was just one point more than we got the season before. That was exactly what. That was the level of excitement I was at for after we just scraped survival. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Looking back now, it's madness, really, what we got to. It's it? amazing, an amazing ride. Yeah, yeah. My, my expectation, or my kind of my prediction or hope, was twelve. Yeah, I did put a bet on that we'd get promoted, but that was just pure mentalness. <laughs> <laughs> I did get, I think, I won about four hundred quid from that when I cashed, you cashed out. Cashed out, oh yeah. But, um, I cashed out, but yeah, 
12th for me was going to be a good season but there was just something about pre-season I remember me and Glyn went to the Villa game yeah. um, and then also yeah, we were fouling Wolves players and there was a scene to something, <laughs> something about the team yeah. but, it, it, I was going to say to you Mark as well obviously the fans view is probably what we, me, and, me and Mike and Ollie have just covered is there wasn't that expectation for us to do what yeah. we did but as the players started coming what was your sort of feeling of the recruitment um, Omar Beckles never seen him yeah who John mm. Nolan relegated yeah. with Chesterfield James Bolton no idea Stephen Payne why <laughs> um, Craig McGovern, no idea. Sub, I remember when we signed, who was the reserve keeper at Warsaw? And who would yeah, have thought he'd yeah, have done yeah. like that? that was you can go through all of them, and frankly, blagging it off of Wikipedia was as close <laughs> as the I shop got as well. To, he played like two games for Berry, yeah, coming off bad injuries. Yeah. You know, so I looked at the recruitment and I thought, mm, yeah, you'd take mid table, wouldn't you? Yeah, know? yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, the very definition of rough diamonds discovered left, right, and centre. Yeah. Very, very good. And yeah, well, obviously, it turned out to be. And obviously, add on top of that, those are the permanent signings. We obviously had a, a, a nice crop of loan players coming in. But again, Mike, we didn't know too much about them as players, did we? Never heard of a single one of them. I mean, <laughs> with with young loans, you can only sort of look at the club that they're coming from and hope that they're coming from a good setup. So Henderson from Man United, you're hoping because he was in the England set system. So yeah. you're thinking you probably got a good one there. But you know, Godfrey and Morris, we've had plenty of Championship loanies before that have not worked. Um, and you know the set. Well, obviously we had Ennis and James didn't really work out, and then mm. um, yeah. So you never really know with loanies, do you? No, obviously we had the three that did fantastic, but you've got to remember at the start of the season we did have three loan players come in that just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth after a few months. So it does show that you can get it right and you can get it wrong. But yeah, I mean, you know, once we once we got there into pre-season, Ollie, you mentioned that you know we went to the Villa game, but actually one of the most important things about this season, which I think fans have recognised, is our, our trip to Portugal as, in terms of the building of the squad spirit. I suppose. Yeah, I can remember Saturday. Um, Listening to, to Sadden, he kept just saying it's tough. There was a word I just can't can't think of my mind. I don't know if Lewis can remember. There was a word, but basically just kept saying it's really tough. Like it's really really tough. <laughs> I remember they pushed three. Toto in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, it was three three was... training sessions a day in like third degree heat. Yeah. But we didn't get to go, unfortunately, as fans. No. And, uh, and it might be a bit too late for us to have another tour this year, which is a bit unfortunate because I'm sure even you press guys would like a nice trip out to Portugal. Maybe maybe in the future, guys. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. And then, yeah, so obviously we won our first game out there against Ebbsfleet and then we sort of played Brackley and, and we lost that game and people probably were chucking themselves off buildings, you know what Shoe Town fans are like. But then we went into this nice stretch then, uh, Mark, against these, these championship teams which we really tested and you were probably at most of those games, I don't know if you were or not. No, but I, I pre-season, it means nothing to me. Oh, right, okay. Well, absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. And I look at those results and I kind of go, I, th- I think you can, you can almost read too much into them now when yeah. you look at Villa and you look at Wolves and you look at Cardiff. I think... You can look back and go, well, well, the seed was there, Brackley. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I think preseason can be very misleading. What I would say is they clearly, away from those games, did an immense amount of really good work because they hit the ground running in terms of their fitness. Mm. Most players got a decent preseason under their belt, and and you could tell in February March time that they were they were still pretty fit, even when the start the the number of games started mounting up, but. It was obviously a very good pre-season away from the games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went to a few of the games. You don't. I think you came to one of the games. I mean, yeah. The, the, the spirit seemed there from the start. But also, they were very competitive in those games. As much as it was pre-season, they were working hard. Yeah, I can remember we went. I went to the Cardiff game, uh, and some of the tackles, particularly Nolan, was putting in, yeah. were quite robust. Um, we came away from that, and some of our family were Cardiff fans. Came down and said, "You've done well to beat a good Cardiff team because they were expecting yeah, a good season." Uh, and then I came away thinking, I remember smashing Derby four 0 at home. And Mark Stallard scoring from the halfway line, thinking <laughs> we were on for a good season. I think we might have even got relegated that season. So yeah, that yeah. might have been the it, season. Pre-season doesn't mean a huge amount. No, it, really? but it was. It was. I think 
to sum it up really, Ollie, it was it was just an encouraging start in terms of what we just said. There was no expectation, but you know, a few positive results does get that spirit going, doesn't it? Yes, no, I remember only going around. Also, yeah, we, we crocked Derby's star player, yeah, and also um, Ruben Nevers Wolves, <laughs> yeah. So we weren't really mi- and they were funny, miffed about that. But, but funny, the funny yeah. thing is, is that no one was because it's pre-season. Shrewsbury fans are so pessimistic; no one really thought much, too much of it. No. So the fans again. And that probably helped the players and the team when yeah. with no expectations. But that still did not explain what we were about to witness at the no. start of the season, did it? You know, <laughs> I would suggest that the pre-season friendlies definitely gave the camp confidence. Yeah. I think going into this season, when people started asking questions to Hurst, like "What on earth's going on?" He was saying we had a good pre-season and we realised that. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, admittedly, the games mean nothing. No, but I think as a group, you kind of after three, four wins, you're saying to each other. Yeah, you know. Fancy it. If you're James Bolton, you've come from Gateshead and you're up against Cavalero, whoever it was on that wing that night. John Terry that one night. Yeah, yeah, and you're not getting torn to shreds. Yeah. It's it's going to help you, isn't it? I think you can lose a lot against big opposition in preseason. Yeah. But if you compete, yeah. God, wouldn't you take some And I imagine Hurst and Doig would, you know, used it as they went into the season. Yeah. Like, well, it certainly works because who saw, of the first 18 games, it's only losing one, which was in the FL Cup to Nottingham Forest, which is, which is a shame. Um, but every other game, including two Czech games and, and the rest of them, 15 league games, 11 wins, you know, these these were just miraculous stats. And, and the ride this, the, the ride that was last season really started there, wasn't it? And, um, yeah, what were your recollections of those early games in Ollie? Well, watch the first game on holiday before I follow kind of switched <laughs> that you people could watch it abroad. We're watching that and we, we scored in the last minute. But, mm. but I think it's worth kind of add that, obviously, the first um, first two league games were wins. But there were narrow one nil yeah, wins, yeah, yeah. and you imagine how the season could have gone if we if Chopin scored that first goal and then mm. we didn't get the win away at Wimbledon. So that we took that confidence, but we had another boost. I think those win, one nil wins and not conceding definitely had a, a, a big element in terms of building the confidence even more and kind of proving it yeah. a bit in the league. Yeah, it was quite systematic of the, of the season, really. Those two opening league games, wasn't it? I suppose, Mark. You know that those those close wins were what we started to build through even that opening period. Yeah, and what it didn't do was 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 blow the secret. If you know what I mean, mm. because I remember sitting with you last season talking about how they ground out results, talking about South End away that year and how yeah. they built from being really dour, four four two, but mm. four four very close together and two sixty yards away. <laughs> you know, very much contain and then try and become expansive. Yeah. Whereas this season, they changed the shape and they went after teams. Yeah, and I think it took until Plymouth away for a team to go. Hang on, we're gonna have to sit in it. Yeah. Because everybody else from Shrewsbury Town, they're, they're rubbish. And, mm. and they'd go at town and all of a sudden it was like a gale force wind in their faces and they were pinned back in their own half. And, and town just stunned teams again and again and again yeah. and again and again. And it took a long, long time for the rest of the league one to wake up and, yeah. and realise what was happening. I think you say we stunned teams. They stunned me week after week after mm. week. I've, <laughs> n- I've never seen a Shrewsbury Town team dominate the opposition so much as we did. And I've seen you know, promotion teams and, and really good sides. But you say we would be out in their faces from the start, big energy, big work rate, and 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 that was that was really the hallmark of our well first three quarters of the season anyway. Before it was funny because some teams didn't learn the lesson. You talk about that Plymouth game where we went away and it was one one and it was a bit more of a struggle for the first time in a while. And then the next, I think it was like three days later, Bristol Rovers pitched up and decided to play t- yeah. entirely expansive With a diamond midfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wingers up at space you want. Yeah. Rodders was just on fire. That Brilliant. Day. But the game four nil by half time, wasn't it? The game that really kind of stood out for me and felt like there was something going on was Oxford away. Yeah. Mm. That was a special game. Godfrey came in to slot it into the team. That was still, I think, one of the best performances. Even though we didn't win, I've never seen the town team pass that well 
and how we didn't win that game, I have no, no idea. But yeah, the start of the season, yeah, you're completely right, Mark. You know, it took to Plymouth, and it's interestingly, Plymouth basically kind of took our model mm. and, and ran with it after that game. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they really copied us. And when we Pushed played on. them late in the season, they really, I was like, they did shoes for Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's really fun. And yeah, and obviously the Blackburn game was a bit of a highlight. And obviously the biggest one, obviously, was the Wigan 1 0 at home. Yeah. That was just joyous. And I remember leaving Blackburn doing the pod with you, Glenn, saying I was disappointed. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, But generally felt we should yeah. have beaten Blackburn. And, and Lewis, it's interesting that that Wigan game really does stand out from that first, that yeah. first batch. And. You know, obviously we got the one 0 win thanks to Payne, and uh, we went top of the league for the first time. Which for a huge Town fan, just that that moment of being top was was magical, really. But you remember what the atmosphere was like that day? It was fantastic, wasn't it? Double whammy. You beat one of the fancied clubs, and you go top. It kind of, you know, I I can't specifically remember how fans were then, but I imagine they were trying not to get too carried away, <laughs> considering it was what September the ninth. Yeah, you know, that was when Payne was on. It was just Payne was a scoring. Yeah, everything was working, wasn't it? You know. Clean sheets, one nil, narrow victories that would take them really far into the season up to about March, and just fair play to them for keeping that going for so long. Yeah, um, because it started that way, as you say, and they didn't get found out really. There were the odd odd results before Christmas, but they didn't get found out. It yeah. took it took the league a long time to cotton on, didn't it? It did. Town. It did, and there were, there were some other good results. And they obviously went to Warsaw and really should have beaten them. We were very unlucky yeah. when that pain goal got disallowed. Not- just on the Plym- what Mark said about the Plymouth away, they were bottom and Town were top. And you know, I think you're right in that it was the first time that maybe they went into a game as favourites. They were the first team, weren't they, to put eleven behind the ball against Shrewsbury Town. Yeah. You know, and that was when I thought, well, one, they've arrived. Yeah, people think they're a threat now, but two, they're going to have to find another way to win. And, and what was impressive, that's what they did constantly finding a way yeah. to win by the unless we were playing the team at the bottom of the league away. Yeah. But we'll <laughs> that was a consistent oh. problem. We'll, we'll come season. to yeah. that in the next little block. But, but yeah, even, even then against Plymouth Town didn't turn up, and you know Plymouth did well, sort of booked their trend of losing. But Town still got a result. Seven away. minutes, yeah, yeah, late on again. You know, a away. bit of magic, a great goal from Sean Worley, and they got something away, which is what you need. Yeah, so it was positive. Yeah, yeah, and so. So obviously we finished sort of October the 17th I've got Bristol Rovers we did the 4-0 and then in between the Bristol Rovers game and, and Fleetwood away at uh, Fleetwood at home where we won 1-0 again a late goal from Natoa Nasala we found out the sort of first bad news really and the season was going so well and suddenly we found out that one of our better players in the opening period Junior Brown got injured I think that was probably like maybe the first start of the, of the end of that good good start I'm not saying we were doing well just because of Junior but that was sort of the first bump in the road we had to we had to sort of reconfigure the team a little bit obviously Beckles came in um, and from that Fleetwood game where we scored in the last minute we moved on to what we described as first bumps in the road because we then went on to lose we had a very tough November and you look at it on paper we, we obviously lost at Peterborough um, we lost to Walsall in the Czech Trade Trophy we lost away at Berry as Mike's just mentioned which was probably one of the worst results of the season yeah. then we lost at home to Bradford with that really unlucky Toto own goal um, and the only wins we got there were a very very late goal from from Payne at Rotherham where we could easily have drawn and had a man off um, and a 5-0 win at Aldershot so that, that really then as we moved into sort of late October November that was where we first got, after Plymouth we first started to get tested a little bit didn't yeah, we yeah you start to think they're blowing up now mm. don't you they've found their level people have worked them out but the the great thing about the way they approached games was because it was all energy honesty and endeavour there, there wasn't yes Nolan's a great little player in midfield but I don't think anybody else necessarily you would say quality skill is the top asset that they've got <laughs> no, I don't think that's unfair no. uh, to say so they they were able to work through sticky patches and because yeah. they were fairly grounded they're fairly mature as a group they get on well they were managed to keep they managed to keep it going and, and you mentioned Junior Brown getting injured who offered an awful lot 
going forward. Yeah. The fact that they managed to, to bodge it up, if you like, with a centre half who did yeah. brilliantly in that Fantastic. position, yeah. is, is almost a, a symbolic of, of how they, they kept it going. Yeah. Who went Berry away? Yeah, Me yeah did. I yeah. did, yeah. Wow, that was rough. Have you got. Uh, uh, take away the finals. Have we got anyone that's going to disagree with that being the worst performance of the season? It was bad, wasn't it? It was it really was bad. Shocking. And not yeah. only that, I drove driven all the way from Hayes in London through weird toll roads with like 20 pence to cross somewhere <laughs> near Liverpool and God knows where. When was, and then we got there. I think it was raining as well. Yeah, was it was yeah, raining the weather. It was seriously yeah. raining. It was seriously raining. <laughs> and we just. Barry just loved beating he us. He messed with it? his team. It was the first yeah. time he changed Pain his shape. On the wing, wasn't it? He, pay, he played four-two-three-one. I think. I think that night. Mm. And yeah. whenever they did that, Nolan playing fifteen yards deeper mm. than in the in the three. One, he's so good in the press. Yeah. Give him fifteen yards further to run. He's there two seconds late. Yeah. And then you want him when he gets the ball. The reason they were so good because they won it back high up was. They're not the best technical team, so they didn't have to pass it very far. They yeah. won the ball back 40 yards out from goal rather than 80. And all of a sudden, they didn't have those options in the final third. And it just it showed that they'd hit on a system and a way of playing that when they moved away from it, they didn't look half the team. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair thing to say. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast quite a bit, me and Ollie, so I asked you guys. It sometimes felt like we didn't quite have the plan B. Lewis, I don't know if that's a bit unfair, but we always did refer to a same team and a mm-hmm. same formation, and that kept us going all the way through the season. So we did to make similar, similar team, yeah. So we made week tweaks, like Ogogo would sit one T sometimes, yeah, yeah. and with Godfrey, and then they'd, but, but it was a 4-1, 4-1, or you know, very similar, like you'd have yeah. slight movements, but yeah. In terms struck, of we struck gold with that formation, yeah. weren't we? I mean, let's be, be honest, they didn't have many options, remember. You know, <laughs> I think I've often written... Till about February, March time, they probably used 13 or 14 players. Mm. We had no sub-wingers really, did we? No, no the options from the bench, with all respect, weren't great. There was a mm. change in striker, wasn't there, sort of Christmas time. Just yeah. before Christmas, um, Payne was playing and Carlton came in. But you, there wasn't much to go to really, Brim Morris in midfield. But other than that, you know, the, the same players played. There's only so much you can maybe do it. But you are right, I think I... Always called it four one four one. Yeah. To me, that's how I saw it. Hurst disagreed. <laughs> I think I'd probably uh, go with him. But you've seen him off, don't worry. So what did you say? <laughs> he played. I always three, thought three. It, was, it was basically the Chelsea four three three from Mourinho, but pressing. Mm. So you've got a go goes Michael Essien, Godfrey's Makaleli. You've got Nolan as a bit of a more artistic Lampardy type player. The two wingers, big centre forward. They're all quite like that. If they <laughs> <hear this. laughs> but that's, yeah. that's the, but that's, that was the template. Yeah. But. Big in the transition, the mm. changeover of possession, yeah. but unlike that Mourinho team, they press and press yeah. and press, which was almost sort of a, a Klopp style. That's the fashionable yeah, it's, it's game funny. pressing or whatever you want to call That's it. what you've enjoyed watching. I know, sitting next to you, oh, you've yeah. enjoyed watching the press so much yeah. this season because it's just it is a different style to what we've seen a lot of the times with the more passive yeah. shoes. And I, you know, I find it, it heavily driven by a go-go, and when, oh, he, when yeah. he's not playing, we miss that energy in the middle to press. Yeah. But it's funny you say about the plan B. We we were pretty limited in the middle of the game. If it wasn't working, basically, Hurst change would be either a like for like on the wing, or he'd chuck a, another striker on go four four two. That that seemed to be all he had as mm-hmm. a backup plan. Um, and I think sometimes that would be slightly limited and wouldn't quite get us. But if it, it either worked or it didn't, and it would be quite clear after five minutes what it was going to be. Luckily, we didn't need the backup plan very often. Yeah. <laughs> but there's interesting. So at this part of the season, they kind of picked up on. There's a lot of this season's been a lot of season where there's a lot more stats and a lot more analysis done. Mm. But especially by the betting companies been, and the companies that support the betting companies in releasing stuff. And at this point now, we were we had like one of the highest xG in terms of converting goals. We yeah. weren't still creating loads of chances mm. and. 
We're obviously coming to late in the season, but Nolan at this point, Payne was taking his chances. Nolan was taking his chances. Yeah. Remember Oldham? I didn't go to Oldham, but watching it back, I think they hit the post like three times. Yeah, we were. But we just took our chances, yeah. and we were clinical and just really on form. Actually, I was going to bring in a story about Oldham away. Um, <laughs> that's sixteenth. What, what's that? Sixteenth of September. So ridiculously early in the season. Yeah, a week after what beating Wigan, mm. and um, post match was Rodman interview, and we did did the interview and then we're just chatting as we sort of do and just getting a feel of what the players and I remember Rodman saying to me obviously you know not to, not to be printed but he was like we you know we fancy this <laughs> this is mid-September yeah. <laughs> Rodman's quite a confident guy but yeah. I was quite taken aback by this because he was being deadly serious. he was like we were just saying in the showers we fancy this I suppose as a pro, you can tell when there's something special, can't you? You, you know, yeah, you play, you play, exactly you play 20 seasons, yeah, right? Yeah. And you capture that lightning in a bottle maybe once or twice in your career where you have that wonderful, especially down lower leagues, you might only capture it a few few times. And yeah, even then, obviously, he could have told that that was happening. So yeah, I, I would have been buzzing to her that if you, if you should have told us then, I'd have been blank. But I, I, would, I would have not said, from the I would have said, don't cash out your bet, Ollie. But there we go. Um, so that uh, that little bump in the road there, we should also mention during that period of time, obviously, we pro- we pretty much progressed in the Checker Trade Trophy. We got through the group. Um, thanks to two wins with a, with a spectacular goal from Riley at Coventry as I remember um, and we'd had the first FA Cup game where we absolutely smashed Aldershot I remember that it was a very impressive performance I mean Aldershot were pretty crap weren't they but it was a big mental test for the players and the, and the manager and, uh, and yeah we got to the end of that period and we were still we were still, we were still just gone I think we were still second at the end of that little tough period but what had happened is we'd, we'd had a little lead of five or six points hadn't we over a couple of weeks and it had just been whittled away and I think it was Wigan that had got back up to us obviously we were still quite a, a way ahead of um, a Blackburn at that point but then we went into this sort of hanging tough really period there where you know it got to be in cold winter games were getting called off and we had to really just sort of stick to our metal and I thought we had a team that was built very well for that in like what we've just described um so yeah we had that period through sort of December and then into January and obviously January with the recruitment as well but yeah it went pretty well we through through the rest of December we pretty much won every game um and I think that the game that stood out for me personally I don't know about you guys was when we went to Wigan and they were desperate to beat us and Paul Hurst set out a defensive team and I said this on the podcast last week, it stands out as one of Paul Hurst's most well-managed games in that he really didn't want to lose there. He didn't. He, he would have thought it was hard to win, but we were resilient and we worked hard. And again, a, a sort of benchmark of the season, really. But yeah, good result. Yeah, to be fair, it's what you've got to do when you're, when you're winning all your other games and you come up against the team that's chasing you. Mm. Just, keep them, just keep them at arm's length, take a point and go home. So it was the right thing to do. If he'd have tried to go and win the game at Wigan... We could have lost it. You hand them the initiative. So, especially yeah, it was a perfect management, really, on that one. It was the twenty sixth of December as mm. well. Yeah, and that's on, that's for me, quite key. It's Boxing Day. It's the middle of a, a big kind of congestion loads congestion of, period. Yeah, we took loads so of to get fans. that. So, yeah, the town fans are in good voice that day. But yeah, yeah. it was a, it was another good one and a good result. It was impressive actually because they you know talk about game plans earlier. They set they set up clearly to you know be deep. You don't want to be negative, but it you know it's clear that Wigan had a good form. Yeah. Better players, better squad. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it was. Can you soak up? Can you say, "Come on, we'll defend." We, we would have been happy with Neil. It became pretty clear, though, didn't it? That the back six, if you like, the four defenders, goalkeeper, and Ben Godson, oh, yeah. were always going to make it difficult. Yeah, I know Toto can be clumsy. He's got a got a mistake, but by and large, him and a Sadler, a revelation. Yeah, centre half as well, and and Godfrey in front of him. If that kid doesn't play Premier League, shocking, it's an absolute scandal. Great footballer. Um, 
and you know Henderson's got all the ability in the world. Yeah. How far he goes will only depend on his temperament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden you've got, frankly, a, a back six in terms of quality. A club of the size of Shrewsbury Town have got no right to have really championship Premier League there, championship yeah. quality players. So you could go away against a decent side, knowing that a good side will give you chances because mm. they'll come at you, and and back that defence to yeah. to get you at least a point. And they yeah. they did that so well. Which is so refreshing as a shooting yeah, fan. <laughs> to go into a game thinking, yeah, we've got a chance here. We yeah. might, you know, every time in the past few seasons, especially we've been in League One, every time we've we've attacked, you go, oh, what's going to happen here? Yeah, you know, something, something, something really embarrassing is going to happen. But we thought, yeah, you've got to get past the midfield press. Then you've got to go, try and make Godfrey not in the game. Then you've got to try and take on like Bolts and something else. Yeah. And then you've got Henderson. Mm-hmm. And some of the saves he made this season is just absolutely fantastic. Unreal. Okay. I think we, just before we move on, Mike, I mean, we talk about all of that sort of thing. It's probably worth mentioning in this period, then obviously in, in December and January, we obviously got the cup run that we had. Um, we easily dispatched Morecambe in, in the second round and obviously had the, the glamour tie with Joe Hart and David Moyes coming back to the club um, against West Ham. So, yeah, I mean, what are your elections of those two games? Because for me, pride, but. Bit, bit of a tinge of almost, I suppose. I don't know who wants to take that one. Yeah, the, the West Ham home game was good because you know we were expecting to, to battle bravely, which we did. But I thought we matched them, and there were, there were opportunities for us to win that game, mm-hmm. uh, which we didn't. Think we were better. Yeah, yeah, I think we were better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. 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 disappointing. Yeah, I was disappointed again. Yeah, disappointed not to win it because then going away midweek where we weren't going to have that many travelling fans, and you know it's another game on our books. Then you kind of think, oh, have we given this a, girl, a, a game too much? And it, as it turned out, but even again, the early stage of that game we matched them, but we just ran out of legs, didn't we? It was about the only game in which Joe Hart made any saves, really, this season, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. It just happened to be back at home. In the the home game, they should have won. In the away game, they could have won. Yeah, and I think it was the first time I thought, oh, nearly men uh, yeah. in this, and and I look back at Forest <laughs> as well early on. And they should have taken that all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On to extra time yeah. in that, and it was that was a disappointment. And it's ridiculous, isn't it, to be leaving the Olympic yeah. Stadium going? Well, that's annoying. <laughs> uh, and that's I'm really I'm I'm not sanguine about this. I'm yeah. irritated yeah. about losing there. But it's a mark of how well they've done. And uh, again, your season doesn't stand or fall by those games. But no. Perhaps in with the benefit of hindsight, you go, oh, it was another one where they came so close to doing something brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Just couldn't quite. I agree. I, I do agree. And we'll, we'll sum it up. There is a, there is a very, very much a vibe of best season in a generation, but nearly men. And it is a bit unfortunate that they might end up with that tag. But it doesn't take away from that period where we, we did hang in there. I mean, the, the two bad results we had during this period were obviously when we went to Blackburn and got beat, and Dean Henderson sort of lost his mind a bit. And that. Beckles has got done, don't for Yeah, that was when. And, and that was the 16th of January that was when Blackburn eventually got back up with Wigan and Shrewsbury so we were all within a point of each other then so into January we were still up in the top three comfortably and then I think that that, that little period was ended by the, the home game to Doncaster where we were 2-0 up and we obviously threw that lead away and that was that was a that was a bad second half performance wasn't it there where we, we started to worry about whether you know we were going to last in the three way battle I suppose. Yeah, mm, yeah absolutely you could see it they yeah. absolutely ran out of petrol on 60 minutes mm, it was a shame and I'm actually interested that that was before the back-to-back home defeats against Plymouth and Rock. I remember Doncaster as being later than that. Mm. And interesting that, as Mark said, they went 2-0 up. I remember Morris scoring a second in that game. You think, it's game over, yeah. you know, they're, they're absolutely flying. Um, great response to, to West Ham. You know, but then after the Doncaster disappointment, they go to win at Pompey. I yeah. mean, this team was so set up to do well away, uh, at, at, you know, the, the fancied clubs in the league. To, to go and do that at Portsmouth, I mean, I missed that game, but... By all accounts, brilliant. It was a good performance, yeah. yeah. Um, McGivery was immense. Yep. Following that was Bristol <laughs> Rovers. they signed him. Yeah. <laughs> Following that's away at Bristol Rovers, last minute winner. Oh. So, 
yeah, one of my favourite moments of the yeah, season. Yeah, just before we go on to just go on to, go on to, on to Bristol Rovers, just obviously the January transfer window. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dodds went and he didn't really play a game. So he scored in pre-season but he didn't get a kick, did he? No. He held no. the bench a couple of times. He where, where played, to play check a yeah, trade basically. hard enough for that system. No. It was, he's a number 10 and yeah. they don't play yeah. the one. No. So I felt, I felt a bit for him because he contributed last season, had he? But, yeah. you know, and then we signed. Well, another one in. <laughs> then we signed Hendry, which we thought was a decent signing. Could have signed to Bradford, and then Issa was a bit of a gem and a Left bit of an unknown quality. Yeah. And then Sam Jones as well. So I think the question I, I was going to ask the, the, the floor really, and, and um, you know, I suppose I start with you, Mark. Is you know, obviously we got past the end of the transfer window, and that was what we'd come in. Did you? Fe- I mean, did you feel like that was going to be enough? Um, I thought the recruitment was good because what he did was he gave himself cover in every position. Mm, yeah. What I would say is, actually, in the end, did any of those players contribute enough? Probably not. No. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it was two points from 12 at home, wasn't it? Which was... The, the form was kept going by a few away wins. Yeah. But you look at that, and that was the spell that probably cost them. I'd say that, that, that January recruitment, you were saying how we ran out of legs in the Doncaster game. And as you're saying, they, they, apart from Hendry, who was playing for Bradford, I believe, the other players weren't League One ready, match fit. And also, you say you gave yourself back up in every position. There's a glaring miss there, and that is another striker. Yeah, because as soon as the goals dried up, we had a rocky patch, and yeah. that was about the same time. Yeah, Issa looks a proper player, doesn't oh, yeah. he? But well, he's, he's a, a bit. He's a kid from Nottingham. Wiry, raw. isn't he? I think. He's raw. Yeah, um, and he does he does silly things like he's, it's little things like he constantly takes the ball with his back to goal. Yeah, somebody tell him get it on the half turn. Yeah, and it's little things like that. But he'll be coached and yeah. he'll come good. But the rest of them, and you look at. Yeah, striking options perhaps, but they did have three first team strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, d- I don't know. Maybe yeah. a, a Jones could have done a bit more. But, but, but like the that. winger as well, we signed Nathan Thomas was yeah, about to say. Thomas. You know, you could add him to the pile of did yeah. he really do enough? He got a couple of goals, and and the thing about Nathan Thomas to me was Hurst really really wanted him. He was banging on about him for every transfer window, and within a month or so, you know, he scored a couple of goals, and then he was in and out, and then disappeared at the rest. He's of the season. an interesting chapter of this season, Nathan <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Very. Interesting. You want to talk about this? Something has has gone awry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's leave it at that because he, he looked an incredibly selfish well, player when he first played. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the Bristol Rovers game, he was he was a, had a different element because obviously Rodders yeah. Yeah. on the left could cut in all the time, and he, some of the balls he was putting in is fantastic. But I think just on the striker point, remember I think it must have been you, Lewis, who was writing about it that um, that Hurst was nearly going to let Carlton Morris yeah. go back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there was a period Carlton came into the team uh, for Payne. Some December was absolutely brilliant, and he started playing towards the end of there I want to yeah. say Blackpool Portsmouth time just before Christmas at home and pre- prior to that he'd only come on last five ten minutes of games yeah. which yeah. is strange to believe I, I saw some good signs in him but for whatever reason Payne's goals dried up he got a run December January maybe February for me he looked unplayable at times yeah, he had good. everything yes he you know yes he wasn't clinical and <laughs> didn't score you know 20 goals, double figures or whatever, but for the lone striker in what they were playing for one for one, he, he had everything to his game other than just get between the posts. Yeah. It would drive you mad, but wouldn't it? He wasn't it? But missing chances. I had debates with people on this on Facebook and stuff. And for me, he, he was playing as like a, a pivot up front. That was, he was not, a pivot with Wingers, Wally, Nolan, right. Carl, they, they Carlton Morris would score 15 goals a season if after he held it up, he spins and gets the yeah, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't missing chances. No. Was, so he wasn't there? there? Yes, he, no, he wasn't there and we mm. were... And all that—that's classic football day. Well, you know, people should be putting crosses in, but they don't cross as no one there. But yeah. I don't know. I think the striker for me is potentially a bit of a red herring, potentially because it could be our game was all 
was built on a target man. Mm. Wally, Nolan, they're all coming in and getting goals. Yeah. So it's hard I guess in January. It's hard in well January to get a striker because, uh, weirdly, the summer signing that I thought. Oh, he's supposed to be a player. Niall Ennis. Yeah, and yeah. We didn't see him because he got injured. He, he got might injured. be. He might be the best player yeah, in the world. He I didn't, know. We didn't he, see him. Poor guy didn't play all season, did but he? But he was the one that he came with a bit of a reputation. Yeah. And, and those are the sorts of players you get in the summer and you get your free transfers. In January, nobody's out of contract. And no. if you're scoring goals, you ain't up for loan. No. So it's it's a really difficult position to strengthen. Yeah, so it, it's There's a fascinating me- debate on the forwards that a lot of people said during the season fans could, could and should they have played up front together. Payne and Mark Mar- yeah. Morris on it, paper did they no. ever play together apart from like, it didn't work the end it didn't not very work. often no. they, did, they didn't and it didn't more quite not. work more often than not we'd end up with the shop and Payne up front together <laughs> which was not a good combo <laughs> either, the way honest. they are everything that Carlton does in linking it in holding it up it screams to have a partner next to him who knows mm-hmm. where the net is he's just happy to goal hang but then, but yeah. just but then if you look how many seasons have we had where both wingers and one of our central midfielders have got into double figures and that's all been based yeah. on what yeah. Ollie's saying is, is him getting the ball making it stick and feeding them in to come and score goals so it, who it, it did pays itself off who did we 4-4-2 against someone in yeah. the league I can't remember yeah. who it was against yeah. now and I'm sure known as a midfield maybe with Morris and we got absolutely dominated. Oh, yeah, it it like, was basically just like it was like yeah. basketball, long ball football over the top. The midfielders had nothing. And for me, we couldn't loop, we couldn't play two strikers because of the three midfielders. Correct. I was just say that. They were yes. best without so the ball. Key. And yeah. what, to, for the added benefit of an extra striker, you sacrificed like everything. They you were couldn't, good at. You couldn't change the system. No, you couldn't. No. They were so well drilled at it. You know, it didn't, didn't. But it is an interesting thing going back to the striker. It'd be interesting to if we had got a striker who was a bit bit different. I always said Pacey and you know that option off the bench like it was always good for bringing the shop on to close a game out and he always did that very well I love the on. fact that he's yeah. now professionally somebody who holds the ball in the corner <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, ju- it's like he's like a unbelievable I thought it's only American his, football that have ne- specialist players he's not, he's his ne- job is to stand in the corner of a pitch <laughs> he's not a centre forward he's a corner forward yeah. 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 it might be the most similar that's a new that's a contact you have to contact football corner, manager yeah. Yeah. Corner, corner forward new, corner yeah. forward we'll have that he's he made up a term he might be the most similar type of player to how I played the game like than yeah, <laughs> then you used to take the ball to the corners in five side. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but I was saying strike striker with pace, and it wouldn't necessarily have been starting every week. But I think there were times when we were looking for a breakthrough or, or a late win, particularly late on in the season where we had that other little stroke uh, bad patch where knocking it over the top of someone quick might have actually been something mm. different that we I'm never sure really had all season. So it's, it's a shame, but. I think that talks about January really and then <clears throat> through to the end of January obviously we then were involved in this three-way battle from sort of January through to March then so it was the three teams it was us Wigan and Blackburn the rest were sometimes up to 18, 19 points behind us it was a, it was an absolute procession for the top three obviously someone was going to miss out um, but we kept as, as we talked about there we had a couple of sticky home results where we lost a couple back-to-back but we kept it going away from home I said Bristol Row was one of my favourite results of the season um, and also Fleetwood away where we scored late on Nathan Thomas did, did, do, did do the business there as well and then we started to get our home form back a little bit better so we, we started to get some good results to say Warsaw for example we beat 2-0 um, and going into into late March even obviously Gogo scored yeah but but you know we even went back top during that period we beat Fleetwood on, on the Tuesday night I remember that and we actually went back top and there was sort of 300 of us up there chanting we are top of the league again in you know the middle of sort of late February and, and you, you just saw, that you a, saw a result of Fleetwood as well which I did yeah it makes you change yeah. after last season I think yeah. I moaned about that and, and just to go back top then Ollie it was it was um, you know you started to just think we've gone over that little hump this could happen still it was unbelievable <laughs> but, um, I think for me yeah the, the Bristol Rovers one was just fantastic Plymouth at home was tough and they were as we said they just cloned us yeah. Yeah. but to be top of the league then was just phenomenal and we were definitely in it and there was definitely the real you know, any kind of sense of doubt and any 
had gone, you know, and everyone yeah. knew exactly what we were, and it was tough. And it was tough. We're the same players, but we were still getting results. Yeah. And yes, it's testament to the players. Foolishly, when we went back top, I can remember pessimist me let myself believe and just let myself <laughs> in for a lot of heartbreak. And I thought at that point, I thought at that point we were going to finish one of the top two spots. Yeah, I what, at what point? I'm interested in this. Did you think? we've got a chance of automatic of, or of promotion generally at what point in the season yeah, that, at that point when we went back top for the second as time, late as that as late as that because again like I've, I've said a few times on the podcast I've seen this too many times and I've mm. seen Shrewsbury flatter to deceive and get to finals and not make it happen but that second time we're going top again it made me believe that the squad had re-motivated and re-energised and, and they had that push ready for the final end of the season yeah. so yeah I, I guess Charlton yeah. away Charlton away is a yeah, big there's a belief one like, there for that, you I tell you what, Shrewsbury Town fans drank a lot of beer that day. Yeah, I've never, it was a very good atmosphere, amazing. Mm. Atmosphere. But even but you're the, the back end of February. I know, mm. but, but we, we it's, yeah, the Charlton game we, we held on for the first twenty minutes. Classic Town held on, and then you know, Rodman scored that amazing goal, mm. and Beckles scored finally scored from a corner. Um, and I know Hurst was often criticising Beckles for not scoring yeah. earlier. I'd go even later than that, Mark. I split this because I did the agenda for it. I split this at the end of the three-way battle for me was where we beat Wimbledon. So we beat Wimbledon at home in on the 24th of March. Uh, went top again. So we'd, we'd been top. We got down to second and we were sort of hanging in there. We went top again. And I still thought then, this is doable. We're yeah. top. You know, the, the teams behind us had a few games in hand on us and there were still a few points to play for. But we were still even then in a good position. Um, and, and we were worried. We were worried, yeah. But I'd rather have been top and had those points in hand. And, and you have to believe as a fan that you're still going to do it. If you don't believe in your top in March, you might as well just give up with the game, really, because there's no real point. So I still had faith then. I think that it was the next start of the next little period there where we lost at Rochdale. That was the kick. Uh, when we lost at Rochdale, that was where I thought top two might that go in. Awful, we went straight down to third. They both won that day, that and, it, and it seemed like a lot harder, a lot harder task then. But Just on Charlton away, um, you said Oxford was one of the performance. I think Charlton away was for me probably the performance of the season. Brilliant. I just think to go on such. It, a it had everything. Stage. Didn't it? it had the defense because Oxford didn't they really tore test them us. Apart. Yeah, like, Charlton really did apart. test us. They weathered the storm and just showed and improved against a big. So I think Charlton were. Alright, they were struggling a little bit under Bowie, but no, it wasn't Bowie, no, it was Cole Robinson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were yeah, struggling, yeah. but you know, to go to the, a home of uh, a wealthy side who was mm. supposed to be at the top and, and take them apart like that, sort of weather it early on and then run all over them like they did in, what was it, February. Fantastic effort. And just looking at the start of Feb and sort of throughout Feb, it was like the superb away days, then they had the disappointment home with Plymouth. Yeah. You follow that up with getting spirits back up, going top at, at Fleetwood. But then, you know, at home to Rotherham, it's a defeat. And then the Tuesday nights, Gillingham, where Hurst had to go at the fans after mm. a draw. That's 10 minutes. It's an interesting away, period, that, because it's highs and lows. If they've got just a bit of consistency there. Um, Tuesday nights are a good one. I forgot about that, how I felt when we left at Northampton, when that whole debacle with a go-go getting sent yeah, off. Yeah. That was a bit of a concern. But again, still... Um, after that, yeah, we still beat Wimbledon, which gave, again kept you confident. It did. It, 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 I agree with what Lewis is saying there about about that period, though. And um, yeah, it, it was funny because that Rotherham the game, they turned up and they were the best team in the league. They were by far the most informed team in the league, and they only beat us one nil in a very pieces, very tight tight game. Wood scored again, like he did later on, and you know they they really did the same job as they did us at Wembley. Yeah. And, it's unfortunate we didn't learn the lesson from that game looking back with a bit of hindsight Sadly but got bullied which was yeah. eye opening he had yeah. a little three or four little period where he got bullied by three or four big blokes didn't he Mike remember we started talking about that yeah 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 the, the, the guy from Rotherham did it uh, the guy from Plymouth did it uh, they were back to back home games I think was it oh, and, yeah. and then uh, not Andrew yeah, even Bristol Rovers yeah. they were a bit aggressive on him but, but um, that, that is how 
you beat town. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I remember we talked about pressing early and, and Klopp, and I remember watching Borussia Dortmund with Klopp, and they had <laughs> Subotic and Hummels at centre-half, and how do you beat a press? You go over it. Yeah. And they won every header. Yeah. And what town never quite managed to do was dominate in the air against those big, big centre-forwards. Six foot two plus, and yeah, was the problem. Because they were so good at winning the ball back early with that press, all of a sudden, even if they did win the header... They got the ball back 80 yards away from yeah. goal rather than 40. Yeah. And it just it killed them in so many ways. And, and, and what, what the opposition with the tall striker would do is put him on yeah. Sadler as well. And they wouldn't yeah, switch they across because Sadler's Even, foot even in, yeah. Toto. Check a trade final against um, Matt Reid. I'm yeah. saying, Toto, oh, yeah. you're not going to win the header. Mm. Somebody needs to say to him, you are not winning that header, get the second ball. Yeah. Particularly and, with a broken cheekbone at that time yeah. as well. <laughs> and whether it's, you know, he's still fairly inexperienced yeah. and, and it's, it's wanting to go and be dominant. And sometimes... You've almost got to say, right, I'm going to be smarter and I'll take one step back mm. to be able to take two forward. And they never quite... Town Kryptonite were long ball merchants yeah. and Rotherham were the kings. It's the frustrating it. thing about it because it's the worst type of football. Yeah. It's the one thing that undid well, us. Will Bolton his long throw. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. sod's law. And actually, um, when Sadler was struggling in that period, Godfrey dipped. I specifically yeah. remember. I don't know. If, I think Hurst left him out as well. Yeah, he was tough, um, wasn't he? I mean, I can't say enough. How good his season has been, but he did yeah. have a handful of young players, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, no, no slight on him, but you know, when your key men that are keeping you going, and then you know, later in the next month, you lose abs. Yeah, that was for really initially good. four games, and then the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a bit of consistency, you know, as in regular eleven. Yeah, yeah. Went out the window. Maybe it, it definitely did, and we'll come three, to this. this definitely had a dip, and we can't yeah. criticise that. I think even Bolton was struggling. Hendry started coming a bit, and then yeah. by then that point as yeah, well. Yeah, bit of chopping and changing. I like yeah. Bryn Morris, but you know, whenever he came in, he was not a patch on the three. No, no. and, and the three. It ruined the. Well, it didn't ruin it, but it totally changed the way they play. You know, Bryn's not a tough player. He wants to play at the base of that three, doesn't yeah. he? And he was never picked there because God, that was nailed down Godfrey's position, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Different player to Godfrey. I'd say Bryn's probably better passing, but Godfrey just gave you so much. And I love some of his his long brushing runs backwards, but also some of his runs when he went forward. He was really... Uh, well, the way it's looking next season, he might be our only second I was going to say, he's so, got... Uh, you have plenty of room to play. <laughs> he's got a lot to prove next season, Bryn, I think, yeah. and he might get the chance. But I think the only... We'll, we'll leave this three-way battle there, because as I said, by the end of it, we, we basically lost I that game. I cannot We'd... believe you called it a three-way battle, but I got pelters. Did you? Saying it's two from three. Yeah. Yeah. With about 15 games to go, they were about nine points clear of yeah. <laughs> Never had so much internet abuse. <laughs> for, for, uh, you could tell. Oh, yeah, well. the you get a lot of abuse, didn't they? Yeah, well, I get my fair share, but that was that was the most innocuous thing I think I've ever got. Oh, dogs were definitely for. in a definitely in a yeah. Surprised surprise they didn't come back for you after when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I just thought I'd remind you, Lewis, your favourite game of the season, where you broke your laptop at Scunthorpe. Oh my! What, you know, I think no, I think oh. me, you were there, weren't you, Mark, as well? So those who didn't know what happened, then. Jeez, oh, it was man. I've never been so cold <laughs> in my life. You always wrap up. We do know you should do wrap up. <laughs> it was just unbelievable was I got there really early because I was a bit worried about the drive and get to park actually I think in the same car park as the town fans and just from the walk like it would have been about one o'clock or maybe even earlier yeah I was there about then from the walk to the car to the ground which you know 30 second walk I realised I was in trouble <laughs> at one o'clock yeah. considering I was there till about I'd be there till about six I thought <laughs> I'm in big trouble you then. do you get out of the car Particularly when you're working because you're there really early yeah. and you know you're going to be there a good hour after kickoff, and you get out and you think at Scundop, I thought 
I might die today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was I didn't, that bad. I didn't think I'd underprepared because I had a few layers on. So yeah. I just thought, wow. You'd had a great is... season. You didn't even get the ferry to Charlton, which was a massive <laughs> oh, disappointment after last season. Woolwich ferry. You'd, you'd cruise through and the laptop breaking at Scunthorpe was so it was a moment it, of it was I've, got a, I've got a good journey tale about Gillingham away. Oh, was that last season? G- Gillingham away was early in the season. When was Gillingham away? Where Gillingham was early in the season. Yeah, we won, we won like 1 0 or something like that early on in the season. We should become a Shrewsbury Town fan now because eventually all these games just meld into one and you can't they remember do. Which, oh, which game was which Mark's Gillingham got visit. a brilliant memory talking about the early games and I'm just thinking. <laughs> 62 games yeah yeah like. oh. you've been working till 8 o'clock Lewis we should just say yeah. that he's still in work mode Lewis for Scunthorpe I tried to wrap up the programme and my mouth wouldn't move yeah. <laughs> and I just ended it with <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> running back and forward and you, was... you shoved a microphone we're like what's going on yeah everything's breaking <laughs> it was it, and I'll say as a, as a Super Town fan you know I've been what I think sometimes I must have been to like 500 500 600 games something like that when you add up all the football matches you've been to I have never ever been to a game where it's been that cold that much snow you know the game should have really got called off yeah. in the last five minutes well the drive and, back and the drive back was awful oh I my went, yeah <sighs> but it's just but, <laughs> that was not a nice drive and it's funny we talk on the podcast all the time and we've looked in the, and we've now analysed the season do you know what I mean we've gone through and look at it now but do you know what when you take a step back Mike and you all agree with me you know as, as a yeah. fan those for us are the memories that stick with you from seasons yeah. like that you know I'll never forget that trip to Scunthorpe I'll never yeah. forget, forget my trip to Doncaster on Tuesday night when we scored in the last minute I'll never forget the trip with my dad and kids to Bristol Rovers and, and just taking a little bit of a step back from the analysis for me this season I, I've had so many amazing memories following oh. this team that you know I'll, I'll probably never replicate them for no. you know if I had 10 amazing moments from the season it might take me another 10 seasons to get equally important moments mm. we've had some lows as well yeah. but yeah. you know you've been to a fair few away games this season and, and yeah, as I, a fan you know I've not is... made quite as many as usual <laughs> no. this season because we had a baby in December oh, and Glenn and my dad were at all these away games they come back raving about the last minute winners and how much how much <laughs> is that not more in. encouragement well yeah it was eventually um, <laughs> and so and so I was like right I've got to get to one of these away games I'm going to bury away yeah. guaranteed three <laughs> points <laughs> and honestly I, I took me another two months to go to another yeah, away he game he wouldn't come anymore yeah shocker but the, the wave ones were good so Charlton is one end of the extreme, you know, he's drinking all day, that kind of day. Yeah, fantastic. But, um, but Bristol was brilliant because um, I was really smug, I was on my own, went and sat on my own with all like, with, like, yeah. with the grey army, and I was sitting there and the guy was like spilling tea on me and he had his knees on me and his wife had all these bags and stuff and I was like, oh my god, what am I doing here? And I could see all these like Bristol fans in their weird, weird ground and I could see Glenn over there getting soaked. But I tell you what, they were loving it. it they really were so passionate. Always it's like so a cider much. festival at Bristol. Yeah. Right? Uh, really everything you could do there. I remember that. We'll move on to the rest of the season now. But I remember that most because my kid's first experience of standing on a terrace, which is something that they don't get very often. And it was raining, as Ollie just said. And, and obviously was, that, that goal yeah. was right in front of us as well. And just yeah. I think that was maybe one of the crystallised moments. My kids really got Shrewsbury Town this season. Like It's the first season we've done loads of games. And they're only six and eight. And, and it's just been brilliant to see and thanks to Paul Hurst and the players for producing a good team at the right moment for my children basically so I think that this might have might have got them hooked for life so that yeah. video of Apart- yours from that that goal that day is Rodman. a brilliant video I, I, I'm going to make some up. strange noises in that <laughs> video <laughs> Michael back you up I, I do that most weeks even yeah, at the yeah, yeah he does do um, but there we go but that so, goal was special yeah, it was special it just, I, so, so so Rodman still claiming it I was like two metres away from toe to toe it hit him in the face pretty much and just went in but Oh, just like yeah, the goosebumps moments of the season. Just I think I think this podcast is crested to a good happy wave there. And unfortunately, <laughs> guys, I'm about to move you on to the section called yeah, the, end of the End of the Dreams. <laughs> yeah. um, and I split this into two. We've, we've talked about how sort of the first the, the bit where the league promotion for Max went away, and also the Czech trade final, and then we'll talk about the playoffs in it. But 
yeah, as I said, for me personally, the Rochdale defeat where we, we threw terrible. a 1-0 lead, lead away. Um, Before we go there, my, again you were saying, team's bottom of the league. Well, that was my first away game after Bury. <laughs> so I had a real so bad run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I just say, we've discussed interesting journeys. Are you uh, bowled into uh, Rochdale away 30 minutes in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You sent me a message asking me to check traffic, essentially, about quarter three. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, mm. Not a good time. No, that was, not a good time. Oh. Yeah, that was. A, I was on the. I think I, that was the one where I went on the M6 at Wolverhampton, off again yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. and then back on. And it took me the other. I went bottom of the M6. Yeah. There was a whatever. fatality on the exit. Of, yeah. Is it the 62, 62 for, for Rochdale? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't move an inch in an hour and a half, and I. And he missed the best bit of the stressful. game for us. As yeah, well, so yeah, yeah. But obviously, the game wasn't a good result. You know, they were very motivated. They were trying to get themselves out of trouble. But I think it was also the things that happened around that. So obviously, Toto got injured and injured his cheek, so we had to switch the team around for a couple of games during that. We found out the two days after that, in between the next game, that Agogo was out for the rest of the season. So that was another blow to us. We figured that at home, didn't we? Was it at home to Oxford? Yeah. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was during. It was before the game, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Um, and obviously, when we got a good win over Oxford, then it was three-two. It was a close game. We really Carl need, Robinson again. needed that. And then we went into the Czech Trade Trophy final with a little bit of patchy form. God. But Lincoln, League Two team, we should have beaten them, shouldn't we? You know what went wrong? Let's, I mean, me and Ollie have done this to death, so we'll probably leave it. But you know, what about you, press guys? <laughs> Uh, again, type of team mm. makes a difference, um, but beyond that, I think it was an absolute scandal of a game. It wasn't great, was it? Uh, I think in terms of the decisions, yeah, I think they could have had three off. Mm. I thought the the initial one, obviously, on Henderson was a shocker, but there are a couple of others over yeah. the top of the ball. Yeah, um, they punch one off the, the line, haven't they? You know, yeah, that um, handball's clear as day, isn't it, on the yeah. replays? Um, but it, it came at a, at a time that was that was odd in that there was that a go-go sort of cloud hanging over the team a little bit. And I, I spoke yeah. to the manager about this at the time and he, he basically said he don't run that far, but he's clever. Yeah. He's always in the right oh, place. Totally, yeah. If you saw his data, you'd be surprised, but mm. he's, he's so good at being in the right place at the mm. right time and they never really managed to replicate that no. with anybody else in the middle yeah. of the field. And I think somebody like that, particularly against a team like Lincoln, would have helped, would it have made a difference? Totally, I mm. don't know. But by and large, it felt like it was a huge. It was a huge disappointment because it was a trophy and yeah. it was a Wembley final. But I left that game and the journey back. It was mild disappointment. Mm. It, mm. it wasn't catastrophic because there was so much left to play for. Yes, we, you know, lost and it didn't help the Wembley hoodoo and as a potential dress rehearsal. But you know, it was very you know. Bigger fish to fry. Wasn't I thought it, it could be good, actually. Yeah. I thought one they'll have done Wembley because mm. it looked like playoffs by then, yeah. more, more than yeah, likely. Yeah, definitely. Because we'd, we'd, yeah, yeah, we'd lost, yeah. we'd lost to Rochdale, um, and for me, you couldn't yeah. see no. yeah. the juggernauts of um, Wigan yeah. and Blackburn. It was Bradford on the Thursday that finally killed it, yeah. but Lincoln. Uh, I think by then it looked like the playoffs, and I thought, right, they've done the touristy bit. They've played at Wembley. Yeah. They've lost yeah. at Wembley. Mm. Bottle the feeling, make sure it doesn't happen again. And I, I kind of left disappointed, but not if you were going to choose a Wembley final to win, it wouldn't have been that one. It's funny, it's funny you said it because I, I was, I couldn't have cared less about it until I walked up the stairs yeah, I and agree. saw the pitch. I agree. As soon as I was there, I was like, well, actually, yeah, we could win something here, and it's very rare that we win any side of trophy. As a fan, no. Yeah. Last time we took a trophy home, what was that the, the conference player final? Before yeah. that, it was probably nineteen ninety three, ninety four. They come yeah. along. Once in a blue moon, and I, I found it hard to, to shift that loss afterwards because we were playing a, a League Two team yeah. who were not a good team, 
we should have had enough in the locker to, to deal with their physicality and still play them off the park. And we didn't turn up. We froze massively on the big occasion. A lot of our big players didn't play. Uh, we didn't create many chances. It was it was just such a dour game. And uh, remarkably, think, this was a Lincoln team who outbid Shrewsbury for players in the summer. Yeah, wage wise, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But Mike's Mike's view is quite reflective of the fan base. I think you know a lot of people didn't give a damn about it, but we ended up taking more to that final than we did the actual player yeah. final later. So Cheaper. a bit I get, weird. But I get that from from Mike because you know while it didn't mean anything in the grand scheme you know it's, it's a competition that people boycotted people don't really mm. care about but you know for, for I said this a lot when I was trying to drum up interest <laughs> um, for the players massive like you know it's just a, a lot trophy, of them have never played there yeah, yeah still yeah. a trophy for the management to, you know, to have a chance to actually like to go there and win something for me it was also hopefully it was going to get the, the Wembley hoodoo offer yeah. that's big for Shrewsbury fans it's massive it, now oh, and it's, you saw the, saw the numbers of player final yeah. that is people like you get you know those yeah. silly banter fans and sites and stuff and they'll go oh Shrewsbury fans or the, like you know Tim Pot and all this stuff a lot of Shrewsbury fans didn't go to the game because of money and yeah. also the Wembley thing but yeah. I really thought I was really confident going down there on the, on the train I really thought we were going to get something oh, they'd win the game and I think it had a massive impact on the rest of the season I remember it, speaking with Hurst in the press conference room you know saying is this a job for you now that you've got to make sure this doesn't have the negative effect you know for the rest of the season and he said time will tell and yeah. time probably did tell which, which is interesting because yeah. we just look at the rest of the results then really so obviously straight after Lincoln Drew, uh, drew away at Bradford on TV bad luck continued Beckles got sent off although that was of his own making and it was deserved I think um, then we obviously lost at home to Charlton which obviously plays into what happened a bit later on which we'll come to then we drew at home with Berry, who we were desperate to beat because of the terrible performance there so it was a bit of a better performance Issa obviously had a good game that game I think he was man of the match but from Berry and then Peterborough Blackpool and Milton Keynes we, we basically applied the yeah. rotational squad well, thing yeah. Charlton after Bradford Charlton I actually I had to go I drove from London to, to go to that Charm game and then I had to go to get up at 5am and go to the Netherlands the next day and I it was like I think half nine I decided I've got to, I'm just going like, we're not going to win this <laughs> and by this point we we were definitely playoffs yeah, um, yeah. I'd say I'd say Bradford went to Bradford away it was really funny because I was going that was never a red and all this stuff and Glenn was going no on it TV was. it was clearly the Charlton yeah. actually you say Bradford which I agree the Charlton was a must the Charlton was the one if they'd have won because I think and the Tuesday at Charlton was was the must that that was what it hinged on if if you you know they were losing out of it they could have got back into it it was that one had they run out of steam probably mm-hmm. but you know th- that one I remember that was a, that, that was the time Thomas was bombed and we never saw him again no, no, no. so that was the one where Issa was on the bench Sam Jones started suddenly come in from nowhere yeah. and yeah. Uh, and then you know you you've, you've you bombed Thomas when he could have had the chance to make an impact mm-hmm. because Sean Wally limps off at half time. Who'd you bring on in your must win game for the for the automatic promotion? Signing from Wealdston. It's, <laughs> it's a sign of. Um, but level, that, that Bradford game, I remember saying to Paul Hurst, when do you have to go for it? When is a draw not enough? Yeah. When are you going to have to go for it? And he said, there will be a point. And at Bradford, down to 10 men, he threw the sink. He did. Yeah, yeah. Play to him. And I remember we saying that. really went for mm. that. Yeah, and I remember he came up. It's one of the only times he's come up to do his post-match to the top of the stand. And I said, that was the one, wasn't it? And he went, yeah. Yeah, they weren't lucky. Uh, they had a couple of good chances at the end, didn't they? Yeah, Which yeah. we could have done better with. Nolan of that chance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it was unfortunate. And they were rubbish. I mean, they were dire. It wasn't, yeah, they were I don't think it was a bad performance no, that in trying no, to get over Wembley. Uh, you know, away at a tough place and a terrible pitch and, and oh, all it was, that. It's just a Thursday it's night. Mm. Um, another day they could have won that. 
it was another game where the mental toughness of the squad came through mm. and, and like I don't know what it was you know when they have a game when Beckles just kept making fouls and all of a sudden all the fans are on his back and it yeah. just seemed to be not his day he hadn't had any of them all season. Beckles was interesting. He was consistent across every game, but when he had a stinker, it t- really tended to go. Well, it tended to go really badly. But when, when he had a stinker, he looked like a central yeah. left back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But you could probably say that happened four, maybe five times in the yeah, entire no. game. You know, maybe so, not that many. Yeah, no. probably Blackburn, not. Bradford, Perth, two or three. Yeah. three. Final. Yeah. I try to fight his corner, Beckles, um, because oh, you know, he's, he's never won. He loves him. I think he's great. If, if, he, if he asked him to marry, yeah, no, no. He got married this week, sadly. I've seen you fangirl him a few times, but. If like he's never claimed to be able to fill the void, he's no. just literally said that I've been putting. You know, I don't really want to play it. And he's not left-footed. No, no, no. that's the mad, that's the mad thing about it, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, I, I like the managed I, job though. Yeah, I like yeah. players who are out of position and do a good job because it shows up, their versatility. We brought up Junior's injury away a while ago in the podcast, and do you remember? While at that point of the season, they just had the four 0 and the last minute win against Fleetwood when he got injured. Do you remember the positivity? The Junior. Injury from that, it was like the season's over. Yeah, like, all the fans went absolutely mental because there was no other. They couldn't. They couldn't done with any other injury, and Omar absolutely saved them. Mm. Yeah, they they bought a left back in anyway. Turned out, you know, Max Lowe said that he wasn't yeah. needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like, oh, we're never going to start this up because we've lost our left back have you not realised Harry where a hyperactive Shoe Town fans can get you've been following us for long uh, enough yeah, I, have, uh, I have been around today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a bit mad today now yeah. he's actually left it's even worse isn't it but there we go so I think we'll, we'll wrap up this now as well but um, we obviously had those last four games where the resting was applied we got to see a few players we hadn't seen and a few nice green shoots for maybe next season we can get excited about Blackpool but, um, was a good day wasn't it yeah, that was yeah. the that was, and I, and I wanted to talk. Me, we talked about this in the podcast a lot, but again, it'd be interesting to see what you guys from the press think about it. But obviously, through Blue and Amber and the, and some of the, and the sports parliament particularly, obviously from Blackpool onwards, we started running these sort of campaigns to try and keep the good spirit we had going, and I think that actually helped us going into the playoffs, particularly, especially when you look at why we did. Um, and and I think that was you know when you look at some of the legacies from this season, I think how the fans were in this running and trying to recapture that next season was very important. But I'm guessing you two could hear the noise ratchet up as as that pressure built in the games going on. I think it's been a really Really, really good effort from what is a very small number of hardcore. Yeah. And actually, yeah. Lewis mentioned it earlier that that midweek game where the manager came out and had a pop at the fans. He took a risk then, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He did take a risk, and he uh, from a position of strength. I, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? He basically said, "Well, why are there not more of you in here? And the ones that are need to make more noise." And I sort of thought, I, I remember we sitting with you last season going. Shrewsbury Town fans, lowest expectation of any sex of yeah. supporter I've ever <laughs> come across. <laughs> and there was, uh, there was a, a bit going into the playoffs where the feeling around the club seemed to be, what more do we need to do mm-hmm. to get people in? And, yeah. and, and the answer has been, let the fans engage more. And the supporters, yeah, Parliament, so, the, the, the work that they've done, I've been going to the Meadow for 10 years now, uh, back at the old Meadow, and the, the support in the last probably seven or eight games of the season, it felt different. And yeah. It felt like... We've got mm-hmm. ourselves an identity that we could cling yeah. on to, and we could be the blue and amber army. And Try we had some way. chants that would yeah. last more than three chants. And it wasn't all who yeah. the f are you and, and going at away fans. It's been yeah. positive. It yeah. was yeah. about backing the team as opposed to trying to call somebody a cockney, whatever. You know, it's it's and it's a different. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that chant said embarrassment. Uh, it was a completely different take on it, and uh, and I think that that we got feedback as fans from the players, and, and it built a really good camaraderie. The jump now is. How do you get the rest? Because yeah. you're going to keep going. Yeah. You know, if they're rubbish next season, yeah. you'll still be there. It might not be as fun. The chance might not be quite as jovial. Yeah, but yeah. If they do continue to have success, 
I wonder what, what is it a slow build? Is there a tipping point? Where do you find the extra two thousand? Or have people, we have we know? seen it? Have we actually? Because it's the yeah. best team in a generation in thirty odd years, and we couldn't get any more bums and seats. I mean, we did grow the fan base by maybe five hundred fans this year as, as an average across the season for home games, and, and probably took a few more to away games than we have done Definitely for a fair few seasons. Away well. Definitely. Yeah. So there is that growth there. No, I think, not double, but at I least think that the fans taking a lead on it and, and encouraging the atmosphere that everyone bought into is really important, and it gives us a good chance to extrapolate that into the safe standing next year and, and we're all doing a lot of work on Sports Parliament Blue and Amber all the different fans groups are working really hard to try and create something very special there next season despite what happens on or off the pitch it's if we can create something there that encourages particularly the younger generation to come back and those that want to make the atmosphere that'll be fantastic however where do you find those other fans for me I'll always say it that's where the football club has to engage with our local area just a little bit more we rely on the I, the, the community team to do fantastic work within the spheres they work in but Sometimes I feel like the engagement with our just normal town faring folk could be better. And, you know, I've been talking to Brian about it, the Sports Parliament always doing, there's more we could do as a football club. And I think maybe just rather than relying on them to do it, they actually need our help to do it. So maybe that's what will happen in the next few seasons. You'd have to wait and see what happens. But that's just my thoughts on it anyway. I think it was Peterborough, which again was in the time when there was loads of resting going on. That was at the Meadow. I I don't recall Berry too well, but Peterborough, (laughs) the the noise. I think there was one of the home games, I'm sure it was Peterborough. It was just loud and all game. And away. Charlton away for me was the was the real kind of peak and the fans. Yeah. And, and to your point, Mike, the fact the chanting at Charlton was only about Shrewsbury. Yeah. It was so positive. And all my, my, my Charlton mate was saying amazing fans and it was absolutely fantastic. And we carried it on. Hmm. Uh, and then we'll come on to the playoff games. But they were uh, with home in the playoff. Uh, was I'll just leave this up before we move on to the yeah. playoff games. But like the themed days worked really well. And yeah. um, one of the things that I've been talking to Brian and the sports parliament about, and we've got a meeting arranged when the fixtures come out, is trying to make a day of every home Saturday game next season so whether it's obviously retro get retro shirt day we've obviously got that to plug in somewhere potentially a flag day we can have lots of different ideas the club obviously do a military day where the helicopter lands so build something around that but to get a schedule at the start of the season say look we've got 18 home games this season on Saturdays where we can make a bit of a, something about it this is what these are going to be spread the word from the start of the season try and build that excitement up from the start of the season so I'm hoping again during the close season that working with all the other people we can get, get stuff like that done can I make a request you can yeah first home game of the season Abu Agogo day so he's got to be there <laughs> that would be my request <laughs> well, that's can't what... we have Abu Agogo day on September the 1st yeah. yeah the end of the transfer window yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah it's one changed game. isn't it you're right there's one yeah. game isn't yeah. there with the transfer window still open but there's lots of day. you know safe stand opening day is going to be fantastic yeah. as well. that lots... looks great are we gonna t- I was just going to say are we going to talk about this later yeah, because... we'll, yeah we'll come on to that now Let's, I mean we'll, wow. we're gonna, we'll wrap up the, the end of the season so yeah 87 points amazing achievement Ollie yeah. um, you, had, you had some stats here didn't you yeah so I went back just went back a couple of seasons just to kind of put it into context so yeah, we're eighty-seven points, which is just amazing. Wigan won the league two seasons ago on seventy on the fifteen sixteen season with seven, with um, eighty-seven points. Mm. Um, Burton came second on eighty-five points, and Bolton came second on eighty-five points in recent years. <laughs> and so something I found was a really good um, kind of um, image on Twitter. I found about a month ago when the season ended. Um, in terms of days in each position, Wigan were one hundred nineteen days first, and they were eighty-five days second. Blackburn were 42 days first and 40 games second, but Shrewsbury were 85 games first and 115 games second. It's no. so unfair. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I might it's never just... get over it. So that that was that. We, we felt like that that feeling of yeah. just missing out yes. and it not being fair. But compared to how, how is you look? Like I yeah. remember asking her so many times. You must be you know sick as a, a dog, like you know any other season. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the difference from last season, so this season we had an average of, uh, we got in the end we ended up 1.89 points per game. Last season was 1.1. But in terms of difference, we had a <laughs> 71 point swing from one season to, to the next. Mad. Unbelievable. Crazy. And so that was that. But we did have another bite of the cherry, didn't we? And obviously yeah. Mike's been on the podcast recently to talk about the Wembley final, and, and me and Ollie didn't go, so there's not too much we could say about the final. We'll come to that in a minute. But obviously we were both, and I think most of us, well, all of us probably were at both of the Charlton games. and those two results, again, considering how they've beaten us 2-0 less than a month before, to go to Charlton and get that win there, that, that was a special moment for me this season. Obviously, what do you, what, how do you describe the goal? You, you can't describe that goal. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, it was the perfect performance, though, wasn't it? In that resting players clearly helped. Massive. There was a bit of debate about it. That's worth yeah. having a moment on that, wasn't it? There was a big debate about whether well, we had whether losing a month. Month. Town without, fans didn't uh, back first. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Almost did, but... a month without a proper game, really. Mm. It was yeah, like a weird absolutely. sort of pre-season, pre-season limbo. Yeah, yeah. It was bizarre. And um, going into Charlton, I thought, we'll know in 15 minutes yeah. Yeah. whether they can win this tie. And they did exactly what they did in the league game. They rode the storm and then they took over. It was like having our Shrewsbury Town team back. Yeah. Well, yeah. well my, mate, my, my Charlton mate put a bet on in the second half that Shrewsbury would win 1-0. Yeah. That was how <laughs> confident he was that Shrewsbury were going to get a result. He just could feel it coming. It was like a tidal wave. And so, someone tweeted me and I retweeted it sort of like five minutes before Nolan scored and someone had put, it's going to take a very special goal to win this game. And uh, obviously five minutes later... There was a very special goal. I mean, you got to have that. Did you? Well, I mean, you went to the Black Tie event, Lewis. You know, and probably had a vote on the special machines they've got for goal of the season. Did you vote for that one or for? Well, no, that wasn't up for contention, was it? I suppose. No, it, it wasn't. Was, no. Would you? Okay, there's a question. Would you have voted for that over the yeah, one that so won? Comfortably, exactly. yeah. I mean, I voted for Rodman at Charlton. Yeah, that I mean, was my favourite. Yeah, I was right behind that. Wow, I think. Somehow, Wally at MK Dons won. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened. There. <laughs> but um, my mum was there. Uh, she was probably there the button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Rodman goal, absolutely stunner. But I'm f- that Nolan goal might be the best goal I've ever seen live. But it's one of them, isn't it? Do you, how do you uh, how do you sum up a good goal? Because if if you have to take in context, you know, you, you take a tap in in those circumstances. Yeah, I take anything. Quote, uh, I was behind that goal because you were to the you were to the left hand side. To left of the goal, I was yeah. right hand. Yeah. So I was pretty much behind it. Yeah. So when it hit the crossbar, there was that moment where I didn't know where it was going. Mm. And then when it went, I was my mate Ian, who's next to me, was at the game. Um, just my head just kind of came off. There was guys running Mark around, beer flying everywhere, yeah. stuff gone everywhere. It gets just going better on oh, every view. I the replays. So I was oh working from home Lord. the next day. Again, it was a classic journey of yeah. like M25 clothes and all that kind of stuff. But I watched that goal over and every time I saw the Bryn, like sorry, yeah, the Bryn header to kind of start it all off. Yeah, you're like, oh, here we come again. Holy pain! No, it's that's that, the I mean, Titanic music as well. The technique, <laughs> the technique involved with that is is brilliant. I think it's 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 an iconic goal. I think you could silhouette yeah. him in mid air, put it on a t shirt, walk Shut to up. Shrewsbury in the Shrewsbury Town. You're going to be doing that. Shrewsbury Town <laughs> fans would know what that is because it's just it was an iconic it's moment made from mural at the ground. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's ruined one of my plans. It's there. a shame that it's a shame that this season didn't end. But I I think. You know, and obviously what happened with the manager. But this season, we'll come to this probably, but it still does need to be remembered, doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah. of what oh, it was. Oh, yeah. That moment, I, I, you know, I Delirious. mean, the home leg that we'll talk about, the scenes well, yeah. at the end of them, wow. Fantastic. My hands were red, so we're talking on to the second game. So we went into that game and we won the up. Um, still tight. We, yeah, still tight. But again, everyone, like, so this, I was when um, Sky Sports were talking and saying, oh, yeah, Shrewsby this, Shrewsby that. And 
We're again, we're underdogs going in. We're the fourth ranked team in the playoffs. That's mental. That's just, that absolutely just mental. Absolutely perfect. Because we just, we, like being know, we got fed up of it. We mm. were kind of used to it, weren't we? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I celebrated the, the, the Carl Morris goal in the second leg just as much as it oh. wasn't as quite a good a goal, but in terms of context of, of the season and how important it was, you know, we were going, me and Mike obviously sit next to each other. I yeah. think we were just hugging every single person around us. Was just, you, knew, you knew it was done, that second goal. You knew we were done. And, it was, and it, usually the cheer is... That, that was a guttural roar. Oh. It was it was pure emotion, wasn't it? It, it was, that, it was a loud. Sound. It was yeah. a loud game. Full stop. Yeah. I remember when the players walked out? I was like, "That's the loudest we've ever had." Yeah. That's definitely the loudest we've ever had. At half time, I looked at my hand. My hands were red. Yeah. yeah, that was the loudest I ever heard. The whole West Side and the South Side wouldn't stop. But that goal. So um. So I um. I took the. You can take videos off Twitter. So I took the Shooter Town video off of that noise because they had a, a camera down that end, mm. and it is like a kind of like a. I don't know, like almost like an orchestra of noise. Yeah. It just gets louder and louder and louder. And then the relief when it scores, and it was a nice goal as well. But everyone just went mental. Yeah, you know, take away the atmosphere. You know, we've obviously had that very different experience being amongst the fans. That actual, you know, sort of feeling of it. But you know, when you take a step back and you look at both those yeah. playoff games, Mark, Shrewsbury Town deserves to go through. Uh, yeah. I, well, I remember saying before on air before the start of the second leg, um, if Shrewsbury score, Lee Bowyer can't change this game. He hasn't got it in him. <laughs> He's not good enough. And so it proved the guy's a moron. Yeah, for the stuff he said, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. And the funny thing is, that winds up Shrewsbury fans love. For, sometimes it helps if a referee gives a decision against us in the first few minutes, because yeah. that riles Shrewsbury town fans. Because yeah. we always feel like we're the, you know, the little provincial club that no one likes, or you know, the big, you know, the referees are against us, and we had that kind of feeling throughout the season. Well, you, you could see, and he just wound up. You could see all the way through they needed an extra midfield player. He couldn't. He did Paul Hurst team talk for him. Massive. Yeah, brilliant. Just absolutely. Both so games. Naive. naive. It was idiotic. And I just I just thought, well, one, it shows what difference a manager makes. Yeah. And, oh. and you know, having somebody you, you trust in that sort of position. But they've got good players and when it really came to it, they didn't get the best out of theirs. No. And and town got a tune out of theirs again for the first time in a little while. If Hurst is one of the next big things in English management, which he could be, yeah, um, yeah. then Bowyer's conference north conference. <laughs> you know, he's, he's him and Joey absolutely Barton. showed where he was at. You yeah. know, all he did was, was go with the fourth official constantly. I get, he had his suit on. And I just get, he looks like the uncle that starts fights at a mm. wedding. <laughs> you know, just he like probably is the uncle that starts yeah. fights at a wedding. Yeah. Do you think he was? Do you think some of it? Because often, you know, you you take a step back, you see a manager say things like this, and obviously for the pod, and obviously you guys in your kind of media role, you've got to think like, why is he doing that? And for me, I got the sense that he was saying those things to kind of prove to the Charlton fans who weren't there and maybe the board that. He did do a good job. They were just unlucky, mm. and he what he deserves the job. I, he was playing to his audience. Death. I yeah, think yeah. you're giving him too much credit. Really? Really? He came in and said the said what he thought. First thing I thought, really, he said. Okay. he's quite a passionate bloke well, from his these. career. Yeah, I think he, he's he got. After, I was up on the pitch invasion. We went up and we were quite close to the tunnel. Like he'd gone to, to face up the Charlton fans and clap them off, and he got some choice words of advice on the way off from the Shrewsbury Town fans. Let's say his eyes were bulging. Yeah. He was so wild eyed. Yeah. He, he clearly had let the emotion of the whole playoff campaign yeah. get to him, and, and that yeah. was it. He, the emotion got to him. Yeah, mm. too right. It's big, and, and you know, for, for, an, for a new manager to be in that position, you know, how do you deal with it? Paul Hurst has obviously been in playoff and campaigns, that's the thing, and that was the thing yeah. going into the playoff finals. I thought that you know he's been he's into seven playoffs in ten years. I thought that was going to be like yeah, the edge that you'd have. But, but no, yeah, I mean, in. go on, Ollie. Yeah, so we went into the playoff final, hopeful-ish. Yeah, but 
on a good kind of a, on a good crest, and yeah, we were again back to that kind of confidence that we were talking about. You know, in that February era period, we were kind of yeah back to confidence again. Obviously, as it's well known, I couldn't me England couldn't make it, but yep. we still kind of was hoping and yeah mm. that it, it would happen. And, we could have another ninety minute debate just on the final, yeah, couldn't we? And I the, think, you know, the oh, one thing we haven't discussed is you know before the the semis, you know, the, the rumours had started, hadn't they? Mm. Yeah. And they weren't going away with it. They were just like every three, four days, five no, days. Uh, some had gone away through the season, like Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Sunderland. Yeah. What other jobs were there? Sunderland, he was yeah. linked with, wasn't he? And you, you asked him a question about it. He came up at some point. I asked well. him about Sheffield. I remember asking about Sheffield Wednesday job after Wigan on Boxing Day. Yeah. Rightly, and he was linked with every job in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. too right. With too Sheffield right. Wednesday, he was like, oh, you know, it's nice. That, that's my boyhood uh, club, you know. Mm. But they weren't interested in whether they were German But it went, they appointed, was it Ukraine? God knows they went foreign again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but the Ipswich one, um, it was like late March. They said McCarthy was leaving at the end of the season. A few days later, no, McCarthy's going now. And uh, as soon as the owner said, "We'll appoint the day after," or "We're not going to appoint before the day May after the thirtieth, yeah, 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 yeah. And all intel I got, I don't know whether you were the same, was it was on the cards a few weeks before mm. it was. Done. But this is the interesting point, isn't it? You, I mean, you know, as football fans, you, you'd like, I'd like to think so, but I guess you're not naive enough to. No, there's no law in footballers there. We've just, just been discussing that before we started recording. But yeah. we'll come to the fallout after after the final. But say, Mike sadly say on it last week <laughs> on the podcast. Me and Ollie weren't there, and we, we haven't got much more to say of it. For some reason, highlights. for some reason, Ollie watched the extended I highlights. I God knows why. Watched them at home. No, I watched them in the hotel last night. And I was like, I felt a bit, yeah, it was like, ugh. we didn't, we created one chance in the whole, the whole yeah. there's 13 minutes of highlights, and then obviously it's quite intense to show real action. We didn't deserve anything in the yeah. game, but Lewis, what do you think? And we'll leave it on that cliffhanger. What did Lewis think of the playoff final? Um, yeah, we've uh, split this uh, end of season review down into two episodes, as we did last season. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it here, and, and we'll come back and, and talk about the playoff final. And then, uh, as soon as possible, we'll move on to the fallout from the season and uh, go through some uh, questions about player of the season and all the usual things you find in end of season review. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the next episode in the next two to three days. Um, and, yeah, thank you for listening.